You are now listening to the My Eye on High podcast, and I want to get into a few things really quickly. I know I have had a lot of new listeners, an influx of new listeners, so I want to make a few suggestions to you all. Also, if you want to send this podcast to a friend or recommend a couple episodes, I know a lot of topics may seem you know, girly, but um, the guys can listen to this as well. But from season three, a fan favorite is The Process of Moving. Yikes. Um, That's been a really good fan favorite. If you haven't already listened to that, go give that a listen. If you have listened to it, go ahead and just refresh. Why not? Um, From season two, Are Women Going to Be Shamed for Not Wanting or Having Kids is a fan favorite from season two. Um, If you are a woman, I would recommend you listen to that. If you are a man who just wants to gain perspective on your partner or just some things that women go through or face, I would also recommend that episode as well. Another fan favorite from season two is The Guilt Trip. Okay, that's when we dive into some deep things as far as like feeling peer pressured or just not really understanding why you feel what you feel if you feel guilty or someone's trying to make you feel guilty I would say dive into that one also pride is a relationship killer that one speaks for itself I would say go listen to that whether it be you have to deal with your own pride and ego or dealing with someone else's pride and ego that's a good listen and lastly from season one cheating the love hate and the fury is a fan favorite as well as thinking about having kids in the future and lastly friendships are you a good friend those are all episodes from each season that you can give a listen to if you haven't already listened I wanted to recommend that to you and also shout out to all my international listeners I do see y'all I want to give y'all a shout out if you are listening from overseas or out of the country I do appreciate that and we're just going to dive right in All right, let's get into it. So this episode will be about what does a committed love look like? So first, I want to dive into the fact that you and your partner will have to discuss what commitment looks like because it's definitely not a one shoe fits all. So they might be more open spirited or more loving or more more involving with others than you would like I would say so I would say you might be more private they might be more public you might need to have that type of conversation and a lot of times people get in cupcake stage and let me give you what a definition of a cupcake stage and my definition is when you are googly eyed in a daze in a dream lusting just at its all-time high like I could eat your boogers. I could, I, you could just do whatever and I'm going to love everything about you. Like it's just that butterfly feeling and it's that butterfly moment. So that cupcake stage, of course, it's a moment once you get to know each other, once you've been around each other for a minute, it will change. It will phase out. Of course, we always want that blissful state again, but that's what I'm referring to as far as like cupcake stages where we're putting in our best, our best foot forward. We're showing up how we need to show up you don't know that I fart or I burp or I you know do humanly things as possible I'm more so trying to hide those things or remaining as ladylike as possible or just trying to show my best I might not try to just be natural and and that may not be all females I'm just explaining an example of myself some women might not you know 
cuss or smoke or do some things that are deemed unattractive in the cupcake stage because they're still trying to leave a best impression. But once the impression has been made, <laughs> that's when cupcake stage is over. Once it's like, you know what you're getting, it, it's over at that point. Um, also, when it comes to things that may work for others that may not work for you, a lot of people love to give suggestions, advice, counsel of this is what me and mine did or this is what I did in these moments. Honestly, before you seek counsel or before you seek advice, have some decisions of your own already. Like, don't ask somebody what to do in a case scenario or what would they do in a case scenario. Have your ideas of what you want to do already. And then it's nothing wrong with getting a second opinion. There's nothing wrong with that. But we're not going to go to somebody else and their word is bond or they're smart or they're wiser or they've been married for 50 years or they've never had any issues in their relationship. That's not true. Everything looks picture perfect on the outside and you may not know nothing that's going on in the inside. So before you seek counsel or ask somebody else or even consider taking advice from somebody else, because sometimes we don't even ask for an opinion, people just give it. So I would say before you're willing to accept or before you take it in, already have some ideas or some plans of what you would want. So to give an example, it would be um, communication is a problem in my relationship and I don't feel like he's hearing me or understanding what I'm saying. I'm feeling like we're going in circles. I'm tired of repeat myself. I am getting at my wits end. It feels like a dead end with this. What should I do? Before you ask somebody else, like, what should you do? Because you have to understand there are certain biases that come when you ask someone else. It's like, are you happy? Is, or is it your best interest? You're only getting one side of the story. So there may be other factors that people just may not know about before you take that one-sided judgment. Okay, I hope this makes sense for y'all because I hope I'm explaining it in the best way. But it's like communication is bad. We have a hard time communicating. You ask or someone else offers to say, well, why don't you leave them? Or why don't you, you know, suck it up? Or why don't you, you know, say something about it? And if if you still unhappy, then, you know, talk to somebody else. Like, you have to be able to decide what you want to do before you take on other people's advice. Because you're the one dealing with the problem. You're the one walking in the shoes. So you can understand what you're willing to take. Like, as far as, yes, the communication is lackluster, but it's not nothing worth leaving over. Or, yes, the communication is lackluster, but I also play a part in why the communication is bad as well. Taking accountability and taking ownership helps solve issues as well. Before you go or before someone else steps in and says what you should do in your relationship that they are not in a relationship with. So just be careful with that. I'm not saying that you can't get a second opinion. I'm just saying before you get a second opinion, have some options of your own. Please. <laughs> um, 
when you are committed and what y'all define as a committed relationship or what y'all commit to each other because society has its own terms of what commitment is, you have to redefine that, personalize it, customize it to your relationship. Not the standards of what people think, not the traditions of what people have. You have to customize it to your liking. So the best way to do that is to keep outsiders outside, <laughs> like stay on the outside. Do not involve, invite everybody in your relationship. And the crazy part about it is some things are conditioned like when we have girl talk or when you have guy talk or girl code, bro code. Some things are just conditioned through time and you have to relearn how to handle situations and not handle them how you used to. Because I'm going to give an example. I had a friend um, who was just explaining to me a scenario. And what I did was I played devil's advocate. Now, sometimes people don't like to hear devil's advocate. Not to say that she's one of them. I'm not going to say that she she's... She she's open to both. She's open to hearing the truth. And she sometimes she need me to be, you know, her support and her friend in that time of need. But I had to explain to her that, you know, I'm not in your relationship and what's best for you. You know, you've already made certain decisions. You've got this far. I can only respect that you made this decision for yourself. Now, when things get rocky, I'm not going to tell you to throw in the towel just because. With my experience, um, my my friends or just women in general sometimes just go back on their word. They might talk a good tough game to their friends. Even even guys will talk a good game to their friends and renege on the game that they was talking. Like, oh, I'm done with them, but then you go back or. I don't like them anymore. I'm done dealing with them. And then you're dealing with them. So for me, I kind of take everything lightly. Like, okay, well, do what you want to do. I'm going to respect it. I'm not going to make you feel like you're dumb because you made a decision for yourself. I'm not one of those outsiders. So that's when I said, be careful for the people that are outsiders. Keep them outside. And I have to also remind my friends that you should keep me outside too. Like, that takes a lot of maturity to say, like, hey, you got this. You can handle this. You don't need nothing from me. You don't need no advice. You don't need an opinion. You're going to do what you want to do. And you and I, and I trust that you can do it. Like, you got it. Maybe a prep talk to uh, to help them figure out ways to do it on their own. But I would have to sometimes remind my friends, like, hey, I'm an outsider. I'm not here to pick apart your relationship. You made a commitment to that partner and I'm not going to insert myself, involve myself or even bash any party, whether it be you or the other person. Those things are very, very important. And we're going to take an ad break and I will be right back after this ad. Thank you for staying tuned after that advertisement break. We're going to just jump right in. And I want to say that it is very imperative for both parties to be selfless. And when I mean selfless, and the reason why it's only going to work if both parties are being selfless is because 
it's kind of like a circle or a cycle of y'all both feeding into each other because you're being selfless. When one party's being selfish and the other party's being selfless, somebody's losing. But if y'all both being selfish, nobody's winning, to be honest. You're, you're never going to get what you want. You're not getting what you want from the other person and they're not getting what they want from you because y'all are retaining whatever y'all want or giving only crumbs, giving what you want to give. So it is best to practice. And I understand this may not happen overnight and I understand it takes a lot of learning. And, and I'm even speaking for myself. I have been on my own for a long time. So I have certain routines that I just, come to me naturally that I have to also learn to be more selfless and just more giving, giving up certain things, giving up my pride, giving up my ego, giving up my attitude at times because certain things just be uncalled for when you're being selfish. When when it just boils down to you're just being straight up selfish, why not? Like when you be like, I don't want to do this. When you also say like, I don't want to do something, also ask yourself, why not? Why wouldn't you do it? Why would you not do that for that person? Why? I had a conversation, and this is this is a personal story. I had a conversation, and I really had to like think about it and think who my partner is because he stated to me, like, you know, we gotta respect each other more because when it all comes down to it, if something was to ever happen to you or if something was to ever happen to me, we are each other's go-to to where we're going to have to be the one to make that phone call to our people, to our parents, to our loved ones. So there's definitely a certain level of respect that should just be there automatic because I'm always with you. Or if I wasn't to make that call, your people are going to think to call me or my people is going to think to call you. And when you look at things on a deeper level, it's like, well, damn, there's some truth in that. And as selfish as I may want to be at times or as selfish as he may want to be at, at times, it just what makes sense makes sense. I'm not just going to fight it just to fight it, just to be stupid or just to entertain stupidity. Please, oh, please, oh, please. And you know I like to repeat things for my listeners. I just think that just plays better on the ear. <laughs> Sorry. But please understand entertaining stupidity. Okay? Do not allow the entertainment of clown shit, of, entertain of stupidity things to roll over onto your relationship or affect your relationship or allow it to define your relationship or become your relationship. When the relationship is just pure stupidity, give it up. <laughs> go ahead and throw your fishing rod back out there. Go ahead and go look in the sea because... You heard it here first, folks, okay? Rewind this if the time is near or if you feel like, oh, snap, that might be me. All right, if it's you, I'm calling you out right now. Like, if you feel, if you fit that description, throw in a towel, baby, throw in a towel. And I'm only telling you to throw in a towel because it's feasible, it's not conducive, because it's clear as day. <laughs> what are you doing? You're on a merry-go-round. And sometimes... You might like the merry-go-round. <laughs> you might like the circus. You might really enjoy that. And if you enjoy that, continue to do your clown shit. Continue to be who you are. <laughs> Just, yeah, <laughs> stay over there. 
But on another note, let's just get back. Let's be more serious. Um, have a conversation before problems grow. Like, having somebody that you're committed to, you have to learn so much more than what you thought you knew about them. Like, it's beyond knowing their favorite color. It's beyond knowing what's what it's knowing why is why like why are you acting like that why do you feel that way why are you reacting how you're reacting why is that your first attitude or why is that your first assumption why is that your first thing that comes out of your mouth or why 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 when you get to that that's what i'm talking about i'm not talking about the what is not the 25 questions or the 21 questions of what 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 is what is what are what are that doesn't matter we are when you get to that like more committed stage it's more like why (laughs) why are you feeling that way like you have to ask why like why are these problems growing and i'm saying it's best to explore that early when people are just not annoyed with each other versus once a problem comes and now you want to know like why did you act like that or why did you act out or why did this happen no like ask why learn why beforehand like before the problems grow don't let no incident occur and then you want to find out why did you cheat on me or why did you do me like that or why did you feel the need to say what you said (sighs) know your partner's traits please Please, oh, please, oh, please. Because a lot of times, I will say just the selfish part of... And I'm going to get a little bit more deeper into it later on in this episode. But a lot of times, we sometimes want a picture-perfect thing of what we want or fit in the box. And sometimes, the person that we want to fit in the box is not who should be in the box. Like, sometimes, opposite of track, Right? With that being said, ideally, you have already, you know, your own standards, your own ideas of what you thought you wanted or what you knew you wanted. And you might also be trying to fix or mold or try to develop this person to be that. Like, oh, don't worry, you can mold him into whatever you want to be or you can build him up and you can do this, you can do that. Like, honestly... It's a hard pill to swallow, but you cannot change nobody. That person is going to have to want to change themselves. Same goes for you. Can't nobody change you. You got to be, if I want to change, I'm going to change. If I don't want to change, I'm not going to (laughs) change. It's simple. But when you have that selfless act, you have a sense of empathy, a sense of reasoning, a sense of patience, to be honest. When you're being selfless, you really have a sense of patience. Because if you're being selfish, it's like, hurry up. Come on. I, I ain't waiting on you. It's all about my time, what I'm, the effort I'm putting in, my energy, all that I got to do. It's a lot of selfish things that go into that. Now, to bring my episode full circle, you know, I always say I'm going to give some tips of what does it look like. When I say what does it look like, this is a, to spark a conversation with you and your partner Okay, I make suggestions, give or take. Like I said, take what you need, leave what you don't. I want you to take what you're going to take from this and use whatever you need. 
If you don't understand, that's fine. If you feel like somebody else could use this episode, share this episode, send this episode to them. Tell them, hey, you might like this. But moving on. First thing you want to do before you make a commitment to somebody else, um, and I'm not even speaking on marriage. I mean, whether it's just a handshake, whether it's your word, whether it's just a simple relationship, whether it's a friendship. Well, I'm not really talking about friendships. I'm more so talking about relationships as far as love interest. Um, But you can tweak it to any relationship, to be honest. But I want to say... Make a vow to yourself first. And when I mean make a vow to yourself, I mean, these are things I'm not going to put up with. These are things I'm not going to do. These are things that are not compromisable. Like, I'm not compromising on these things. And when I mean that, I don't mean like, I'm not compromising my bed or the side that I sleep on. Like, I like the side closest to the wall. You can have the side closest to the door. Like, no, that's petty stuff. But there are people who will fight that out. Like, I love this side of my bed. And if you want to come in, you're going to sleep on this side. That's fine. What I mean is, I I vow to myself I'm not going to subject myself to feeling low. I vow to myself that I am not going to accept disrespect. I vow to myself that I am not going to allow betrayal. I vow to myself that I am not going to turn a blind eye or follow blindly. If something bothers me, I'm going to speak up. I'm going to express my feelings. I'm going to express my love. And I'm also going to try to be more patient. And I'm also going to try to vow to be more understanding. And I'm going to vow to be more willing to learn and soak up in new things and not feel like I know everything. Or know a lot. Go in ready to. I'm going to try to not bring old traumas into new situations. I'm not going to charge this new situation of a crime that wasn't committed by this person. Or an old crime. Those are examples of like vows. I vowed to myself. And this is personal. I'll share this. I vowed to myself that I was not going to be a ride or die. I believe that ride or die definition is really for the birds. For myself, for you, it could be a definition of something else. But for my own definition, ride or die is not for me. (laughs) For me, ride or die has been used and turned against me in negative ways that I feel like Ride or die means I'm going to follow you blindly, up, down, around, in circles, backward. (laughs) No, (laughs) I'm not doing that. I'm not moving backward. I'm not going back. I'm not running in a circle. This is not no hamster wheel. This is not a Ferris wheel. This is not a bicycle. It's not happening. What I define is I will make sure I hold you down. I will make sure I still stay loyal to you. I will make sure I won't betray you. I will make sure that my character is who I say it is to be. But if you jump out of character, don't expect for me to dishonor myself by trying to honor you. And that's what I mean. I'm not going to be loyal. I am loyal to a fault. Don't get me wrong. And I can still remain loyal from a distance. I can still wish you well, love you from a distance. But when it comes to the ride or die thing, 
that right there, I let that go a long time ago. <laughs> that is, that's not for me. Now for others, it may be, or some people may consider me whack for not wanting to be a ride or die. I don't care. I'm cool with that. I just don't feel like that definition or that type of blindly leading me blindly works best for me. And I will also express that to my partner. If you feel the same way, express that to them. Like, I'm not a ride or die type chick. That's not who I am. You're not about to have me in situations where I jeopardize, I jeopardize my livelihood. I jeopardize my finances. I, I jeopardize my value. It's not happening. You're not about to pimp me out. That ain't how that's about to work. <laughs> it's not happening. Certain things I just, it's certain things I will not do because I made a vow to myself first so that in order for me to make this vow to myself I can now everything's I'm aligned I have I have a good mental state of what I want what I need what I'm going to get and now I can focus on being more selfless because I am already taken care of because I already made a vow to myself I'll, I'll now all I can do is be selfless because I'm good now all I have is more to pour into you and Hopefully you have more to pour into me because we're pouring into each other. <sighs> now, lastly, last, 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 lastly, this is a real gym. This is like real life free game. So listen real close. I hope this does not go over y'all's head because it is very, very like rich in knowledge. But this is... Like an exercise, I would say. It's an exercise you can do with your partner. And what I want you to do is discuss your dreams, your reality, and your future. So, for example, I want you to explain to your partner what what they were to you. So, my dream was, and this is in the, in the cupcake stage. My dream was for you to cook breakfast every day, do my laundry, iron my clothes. I was hoping to get sex Every day, every time I ask, I was hoping that, you know, you keep your nails and your hair done and you look like a star every time you wake up. I was hoping that, you know, you was going to look out for me or I was going to be able to do this, this, this and that. Like my dream, my dream of a man, of my man was, my dream of a woman was, and what interests you in that dream that I had, the reason why I got this far with you because of my dreams, there's some similarities between you in the dream that 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 your partner has. So it'd be like my dream was to have a woman who had a big ass, who, who was fit, who was who went to church, who was spiritually aligned, um, had money, ain't had no kids, you know, whatever their list might be. My dream was this. My reality is, so the next step is to discuss. Once you discuss what your dream is, discuss what your reality is. So reality is what I got, what we have, where we're at today. My reality is, this is an example. This isn't like my reality. My reality is I would have preferred for us to wait to have kids, but I'm glad that we had this kid because this kid brought us closer together. Um... My reality is I wanted to have all boys, but I have a beautiful little girl. My reality is I found a partner who loves and accepts me and doesn't devalue me or makes me forget about 
anything that doesn't matter. Makes me forget about material things, make me forget about my friendships, my worries, my stress. My reality is this is who I got versus this is this was my dream and this is who I got. My future will be. Now, if you are having a conversation with a partner who you see yourself going to the future with, you will explain what you hope to see in your relationship with that person. If you don't want to be with that person, you can stop with the future. Because if you feel like your dream and your reality is not aligned or better than your dream or just realistically speaking, because I also stated before, like if you haven't caught the episode of me explaining my engagement, it said like take me off the market because I'm engaged. Check that episode out. It is the episode before this. But... We have these picture per- perfect, picture perfect ideas, dreams, imaginations of things. And what comes with growth is finding out what's real. We find out as a kid, money does not grow on trees. We find out that nothing in life is free. <laughs> we find out that. We really should have cherished our childhood way longer than what we did instead of wanting to be grown or wanting to grow up because it looked so much fun. Because we didn't understand that just as much fun as they having, it came with a lot of stress or it came with a lot of price to pay or it came with sacrifice. So, or if you have to rewrite your dream, you could rewrite your dream. It doesn't have to be the same dream that you had when you was 16 or 12 or, or even 21. The dreams that you have when you're 21 differ from the dreams that you're going to have in your 30s and your 40s. So, also, you can ask yourself, did your dream change once you got your reality? Because who says, maybe I don't want to have kids till I'm 30. Or maybe I don't want to have kids until I'm 27. Or maybe I don't want to have kids until I'm 22. And sometimes your reality can differ from your dreams. Or you might have had, you might have been a teen mom or had a teen pregnancy, and it's very common. There's no shame in that. A lot of women succeed and thrive and, you know, raise beautiful kids. That might not have been your dream, but you are comfortable with your reality. You accept your reality. Also, dealing with that too, a lot of people have to accept like the cards that are dealt to them, that are handed to them. And, Shoot, make do it what you got. <laughs> make do it what you got. But we are going to sum this episode up. It is going to end here shortly. I'm just going to say for the exercise, I want you to do this with your partner. Tell them what, what their your dream was, what your reality is, what your future will be. Also, ask them to do that in return. You just ask them, what was your dream girl or guy? What is your reality with me? What do you want your future to be? Come on, have these conversations. If you're scared to have this conversation, I always say just play this episode to be like a good icebreaker or be like, hey, I want to listen to this. And then ask questions like, what you think about what she said? What you think she said? How you feel about that? If you're scared to bring this conversation up on your own or like by yourself, I don't mind. Like I said, play me. Play me. Play to my Ion Kai podcast. And that should be an icebreaker or just. Like I said, be a conversation starter. And on that note, you guys take care. We're going to end this here.